In health news, sheriff's officials in Rainsville, Alabama, say they've busted an illegal winery that was operating in the town's municipal sewage plant. Aside from the hygienic concerns, Sheriff Ralphus Conrad offered some scathing criticism to attending reporters and stating, As far as flavor profiles go, most of the finishes here were pretty shitty. Well, if you wanted honesty, you have come to the wrong place. Cunnilingus and cum dumpstery. Yes, that is what we're at here. Ooh, I love it. It is not cola, it is a cup. This is the Disinformed Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm John. I'm Michael. And I'm Courtney. And we are thrilled to have you all back for another week down in the trenches where we discuss our Dark Lord, Satan. To borrow from you, Dr. Satan! Dr. Satan! (laughs) (laughs) Just watch Dwight Schrute get uh, skinned later on in the episode. It'll be good for all involved parties. Did we talk? We did talk about how House of Thousand Corpses kind of aged well, right? Oh, I love that movie. Yeah, I really think we talked do. about that in October, but we did. Yes, uh, Courtney, have you you love horror movies? Yeah, so yeah, you've I've definitely seen all seen of them, that. every but single in, one. But in all seriousness, you have a very low threshold for for spooky movies, don't you? Yeah, I I don't do spooky. I, I, I think, blame that on my upbringing. I'm afraid of all things that are evil. Yeah, I well, think. I, oh, go ahead. If you watch After Dark more frequently, you'll see the scary movie that takes place in John's little recording studio there every week. <laughs> yeah, indeed. All the creatures that manifest behind him in that glorious doorway to hell. I, I left the window open just for you fucks. Aww, Bless you. Aw, thank you. Felt, felt weird last week having it closed. I'm going to see if I can send you guys something on the Uh-oh, group. she's taking my mantle. Oh, no. When I <laughs> said you could, if he tunes out, you can you know take over for him. I didn't actually mean like his bad habits. So, Courtney, I'm going to do a quick interview with you while you're prepping that as well. Yes. How does it feel to be the Robin Quivers on the next Weird Howard Stern edition? <laughs> well, you know, it, it is a, a dream of mine. This is like the equivalent of winning an Academy Award. Um, yeah, that's all I have to say. <laughs> well, now that you have 18 people that listen to what you uh, have to say. Oh, um, 18. Well, how do you feel? Well, it's just that's early. That's probably within the first minute of the episode. But oh, as okay. we know, our numbers are kind of gargantuan. And it, right. It's, it spreads like a virus. It spreads <laughs> like Tanuki's balls. Oh. oh. I showed Becky um, pictures. Don't tell us. I don't need to know. <laughs> <laughs> Keep your French bedroom farce to yourself, sir. I don't need any more of this. Showed her pictures of the Tanuki scrote. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't give her any context. Uh, oh, good. It was it was great to get her her reaction because first she saw the uh, the cute picture of like the winter yes, winter so fluffy. Uh and then I showed her the scrote and it just lost all all of the uh, the mystical <laughs> wonder. It was like when uh, we were first dating and you know I made her watch Tusk and she thought it was about somebody magically being turned into a walrus like by magic, not brutally being dismembered into a walrus. Oh, which hey, like this that reminds is a- me. We should watch Tusk together, Courtney. <laughs> will it make me sad? Yeah, oh, yes, it will. <laughs> Could you please stop propositioning the co-host? 
Sorry. You know what's funny is I think I would watch more scary movies if people would watch them with me. Jonah is literally the worst person alive to watch things with where he's just like, ew, no, get off me. Stop being scared. And I'm like, oh, really? so no, out. I need to be under like seven pillows and watching between my fingers and then I can kind of get through it. Yeah. Jonah played Dead by Daylight with me a few times, and our schedules don't really line up that well. Um, but I remember hearing you in the background, like just in the like in that game to me is not like it's like a point five of ten on oh, scary no. meter, and you're in the background. He's like, oh, what is that? Oh God! <laughs> oh no! Oh oh, he's after you. <laughs> yep, that's that's about right. Did you find what you were looking for? Yeah, I sent it to uh, the Facebook messenger in, group in chat John for you dinosaurs it. in the immortal words of bono i still haven't found what i'm looking oh for. <laughs> somebody's doing uh, pulling a little stocky stocky <laughs> on a on a mr john um uh, oh wait we could definitely play that on the uh, the after dark if you want to see it no i mean it's, it's your it's your house so it's it's your call yeah i don't care yeah that's terrifying <laughs> I will say those cookies were amazing. Is there heavy breathing in the background or Yeah, there is and in fact okay. um I'm there right now. This is not where I am. Oh, even better. You've got great Wi Fi. I do. Yeah, it's seamless. Truly. Twenty twelve Kia Sola energy, you know? You gotta All of a sudden the uh the background of John's headphones he's just hearing kill, 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 what, what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, it's, been, it's been a week, so I, I, if I started hearing voices, I think it'd be appropriate. Uh, it is fun to note, this is going to be our Happy Holiday edition of this fun little podcast, oh, but sure this will is. be coming out post-Christmas, so, uh, you know, we'll just throw everybody into the time warp with us, but we have still yet to celebrate Festivus for the rest of us, and uh, we're going to do so in the most Christian way possible this evening... Mr. Michael, what will we be talking about? Uh, so, I figured it was my turn behind the wheel of a topic on Satanism. Um, however, as I am a hack and a frog, frog. Oh, it's this already, is off it's, to a beautiful fucking start. As I am a, I even such confidence even, before we hit roll too. I'm so upset because I even read through this. Like about an the, hour and a half ago, were, just to make sure I was prepared for it, and you then gave yourself I, the 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 mirror speech, like you did the taxi driver <laughs> monologue while rehearsing. Can we get a Fucking like nerd. master cut of you just saying "I'm a frog" over and over and oh, no, over? No, no, no. The Snyder this is cut? the new the new Pixar <laughs> film will be coming out this year. The Hack and the Frog, my dear Michael. I am a hack and a fraud. Um, with people assuming that I am a physicist, people have done that, and I always correct them. I am not. Um, I figure I would cover what people assume to be the most important event in Satanic history, um, but it contains no Satanism at all. I am covering the 80s Satanic Panic. No, I already did today. that last week. Uh, you yeah, uh, started too. to. Is this also referred to as a satanic ritual abuse syndrome? Yes, satanic ritual abuse. Yes, that is the mm -hmm. official name for it. Um, so but I, if we hearken back to you know previous iterations of this podcast, they do go very heavy with rituals in Levian Satanism. So technically, there is some thread of Satanism here. It just goes a little far afield of reality. Yes. 
as we all too often do. Because for those of you who are not initiated, I'm stepping Ooh, on your attempt no, at getting good. back into the conversation. Man, sharp fucking what segues tonight, us- boys and girl. Mm-hmm. What we usually do here on this flippant little podcast is we will delve into a random esoteric topic. And over the course of explaining it to one another, we will leaven in the occasional lie just to keep things interesting. And it is incumbent upon all of us listening here live in the room to scream posse or interloper when we notice a lie in the hopes that we will gain no points and win nothing but accreditation and bragging rights amongst our friends and neighbors because everyone down the street is really excited whenever i tell them that i got the lie from last week's episode (laughs) do you actually go door to door I do. I do. Uh, I have inverted nipples now, much like a Jehovah's Witness. Uh, just uh, how many times is like, how many times I told you to get off my porch? And you uh, you wear your mask, though, because you're responsible. I do. I do. It's the uh, Shatner Michael Myers mask. I, okay. So I just want to make sure I keep all the germs to myself. Fantastic. Fair. The gift yeah. that keeps yeah. on giving. Yeah. Yes, yes. So, Michael, you were saying about the things you're going to elucidate for us about Satanic Panic. Yeah, thanks, Courtney. So I can tell you guys that there will be a lot of parallels between my topic today and a topic that I covered a few months back, uh, QAnon. Oh, good. I was going to say, if you say heavy water, I'm going (laughs) to strangle you to death with your own, like, headphone cord. I have his address. I'll never. send it to you. I'm gonna lie. I, I, uh, I that. blacked that episode out. Still, like I know I've already said that before, but I can authentically not remember a single moment from that episode, and I don't ever want to hit play on that ever again. That's yeah. That's don't blame fair. Me. Um, so it's r- kind of related. There are parallels between this today and QAnon uh, in that the ravings of a few mentally touched individuals succeeded in creating a panic uh, that swept through the country that left more than a few lives changed for the worse we prefer the term neurodivergent (laughs) also i will not sit here and let you impugn the gop like that (laughs) Uh, big oof um so the satanic ritual abuse panic in the 80s was not new it was just a moral panic with a different other a different uh you know, target, if you will. Um, it's time for a quick list of past historical moral hold, panics. Hold There's the fuck on. We Do just you have started. lies in here? Yes. Sorry, there are two lies. Thank just you. Two. Now onward with your Oops. list. Yes. <sighs> this is um, too aggressive up front, Michael. What are you doing? Oh, this is going to be a little bit more aggressive. Um, we start with the most famous other of our time. The Hebrews were accused of performing a blood libel. Uh, but yes, I, I, I might cut that. I'm fairly certain. Oh, just no, 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 color no. me suspicious. Um, I thought he was speaking English because I recognized at least one or two of the words there. But as we've you know qualified, his emphasis is not always the best. Well, he's a frog, so I yes. am a frog. Also, I would argue that you have kept in so much shit that both Shane and I have asked Fine. you to, to like to Fine. eradicate from an episode. You don't oh get to you know, just because. Fine. Yeah. Okay. You gotta play anyway, it as a lies. I had to take that shot of a Frankenstein's fat foot. <laughs> the, don't the go Hebrews snoozing on. Don't go snoozing on the Hebrews, sir. We're accused of performing a blood libel by a Greco-Egyptian author by the name of Apion in 30 AD, or 30 CE, to all you fancy folks. I'm going to run out of drink. Now, what is a blood libel, you may ask? 
Indeed. Yes. A pie in I a like the Coen brothers as much as anybody. I do. I don't get the reference, but I think I understand the point. I I, I, I need to co-op that. It's I feel like he stole it from me even if I didn't say it. Uh, Pion described it as a sort of uh, event where members of a local Jewish community uh, remove a nearby non-Jewish leader from power by murdering a young child and framing the leader for the murder, usually done by leaving the blood of the child somewhere on the leader's property. Uh, this was usually done to keep the non-Jewish communities fighting each other and to leave the Jewish communities alone. This isn't true, obviously, but this is what the author said right so it started a moral panic right um blood libels were not confined to just the classical era uh, blood libels were frequently the justification for mob executions yes and eventually led to all jewish people being expelled from all of england for almost 400 years from 1290 to I 1657 think shane wants to call bullshit on that as far as i'm aware that is true of course it's not like they can go through and like kick people out specifically but it was an official capacity to where people of jewish descent were not allowed to enter or leave or were not allowed to live and reside in england so, so. Ju they just rolled into synagogues with scythes and started poking people out of the country I get now yes i mean they did that in spain as well with the whole spanish inquisition so and so instead of the rabbit proof fence they just got up you know the hebrew proof fence around the country mm -hmm. okay Yes. I have a and question. And then, yes. Yeah, um, I'm not so great at physics, but which part of that was a list? I'm not done yet. That was just one piece. Oh, that was one A. Yeah, yes. this is part D here. These, that was just, I, I want to do a little bit more detail on that because I didn't know what blood libel was, hmm. but the other ones are very brief. I'm like, on the edge of my seat. Yes. <laughs> there was the general persecution of Christians by Romans. You know. Genital persecution? I said general. <laughs> I said general. You've got a cock. Get out of here. You know what this... this Shane, I, I don't know why I didn't see the... Oh, good. You guys are drinking. I didn't see this before, but Michael and Shane's relationship reminds me of my grandparents on my, uh, my mom's side. <laughs> like, you guys argue almost identically to how they used to argue because it's, it's like really small, small potatoes. Um... And like how you are, I said general. Genital? <laughs> no, I said general. That's, that's, a, that's what you sound like. <laughs> so Listen, cute. I, I can't hear him. I have an ear infection. So <laughs> I just have to clarify. He has Lest a people name. be poked out of the country by penises. I think that's Michael's wet dream. If only. Poked, poked by penises. The Michael Clark story. <laughs> Hashtag poked by penises. Uh, a lot of chapters in that autobiography. <laughs> oh my goodness. Touched by an angel. Cucked by God, poked by a penis. Let's <laughs> almost start finding alliterations for Clip it. Clip that. <laughs> I think, you know, cucked by God, touched by an angel is, is pretty. <laughs> That's also really good. <laughs> yeah. I'm good. <laughs> The I Mary Magdalene story, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Christmas episode. We got to get that in from time to time. Because Joseph sure didn't. Ooh. Oh. Oh. Hit F. Rip. Yeah. <laughs> Big F. Oh. Poor guy. These early Christians were accused of cannibalism and incest, which was most likely due to misunderstanding the blood and body of Christ. 
and referring to each other as brothers and sisters. Okay. I'm yes. calling bullshit on that just because it makes too much sense. Nope. Um, that I, Of course, it was a Wikipedia article that I got it from, So, but that it said it with decent confidence. Uh, we were going to have to check your sources on that one. Uh, I have all the sources listed. They are all Wikipedia. So. It's all Wikipedia. <laughs> yes. All Wikipedia. Um, obviously, we have the witch hunts of the 16th and 17th centuries. Well, so obviously. Witch, yes. witch hunts. Yes. Uh, the witch witch. Uh, that Most of my shop. family. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, in more modern times, we have the first Red Scare following the Russian Revolution right during World War One. <laughs> the Red Scare is what John had after banging that girl a couple of years ago. You make jokes. <laughs> you make jokes. It's <laughs> not going to fall off, it. is it? Um, just like the Second World War is more remembered than the first, the second Red Scare, a.k.a. McCarthyism, uh, is uh, also accused a lot of left-leaning groups, cough, cough, Hollywood, um, of being communist. Around this time, and also involving McCarthy, was the Lavender Scare, which I didn't know until a couple of weeks ago. Uh, given the color... Could you guess what minority group was being targeted? I feel like this is a game show I don't want to play. I could make a joke, but you'd have to cut it. So. <laughs> that's fine. Do it. Also, I feel like this is a bait because there's no way that that's real. It is real. Fuck off. <laughs> I mean, the African skin tone is the only one that lilac and lavender looks good on. So I'm just going to throw that out. <laughs> so you have to just say it because if we're guessing that makes it more okay. racist. Yeah, that's fair. To quote the possibly closeted McCarthy during an announcement to reporters, if you want to be against McCarthy... I'm going to say that again. Oh, Jesus Christ. If you want to be against Myth... Myth... <laughs> McCarthy. It's McCarthy. <laughs> Guys, it's it's getting better. Go... You got this. Keep going, buddy. Miss Carthy? Who's Miss Carthy? If you want to be against McCarthy, boys, you've got to be either a communist or a cocksucker. Ooh... <laughs> Okay. So there you go. But what if you're both? Yeah. Then you're uh, Lee Harvey Oswald. Well, it cancels out. <laughs> oh, yes. Ooh, oh, it's, I mean, we we should really be excited by this though, because uh, heretofore Michael has thought the Red Scare was a Beatles album. What with <laughs> the Lennon and McCarthy here? No, no, I thought it was the Red Album, right? Sorry, that was bad. That was really <laughs> all bad. right. Thanks for tuning in today, guys. My name is John. Yes. Hi, okay. this is my podcast now. I'm Courtney. Okay, well, that was pretty much the list. I just wanted to say that. Uh, so what caused the parti this particular round of panic that we're co uh, covering today? Uh, what was it? Trebek. Well, it was a couple of things, but we'll start with the, we'll start with the book Michelle Remembers. Okay, I'm just going to jump into that. All right. Oh, I know this right. one. You do? You know of the book? Yes. Oh. It was written by the first lady of our nation. I mean... <laughs> Honky, that's racist. I, 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 <laughs> Actually, it's uh, that's John's uh, pen name. <laughs> yeah, honky. Uh, the they said satanic ritual abuse started with the book Michelle Remembers. It was co-written in 1980 by Canadian psychiatrist Lawrence Pazder and his psychiatric psychiatric patient and eventual wife Michelle Smith. It chronicles Pazder's therapy during the late 70s with his longtime patient Smith, starting in 1973, in Victoria, British Columbia, which was why 
I got very like concerned when you started talking about Canada when you were leading into that lie with last week's episode, Courtney. You make that sound as though it was not intentional on her part to I give was you trying pause. to hurt you, buddy. I didn't know that she figured that the satanic ritual abuse started with the book that came out. Yeah, uh close in victoria but yeah uh, um, i'm gonna also just say that i really will fail to put any stock in something written by a psychiatrist that doesn't understand the principle of you don't shit where you eat <laughs> yeah but sometimes you can eat what you shit he's given her like the the porn hub psychiatric care <laughs> apparently your big dumb balls just need to be emptied and then you'll oh, feel yeah, your better big dumb balls are too full um can we just take a a uh, real quick moment and a moment of silence uh, for all of our lost Pornhub videos. Did you guys hear about that? Yeah, they took all yours off. I'm so sorry. Yeah, the Pornhub in a historic move uh, removed almost like they Thanos snapped like almost like a quarter of their content away. Did they say why? No, they just got rid of all their like anyone that wasn't a verified model um, oh. or a verified channel. Like so almost all the amateur content's gone, guys. It's gone. It's they gone. they, they oh, no. did say why it was to stop you know like child like abuse videos being posted okay, well, and like I won't revenge porn and like you know okay, the bad so things. Okay, okay. So when you say it that way, when you say it yeah. that way, John, did you have a database that you were like <laughs> checking it against? <laughs> I mean, I have some videos that I like in particular that aren't there anymore. He's got like a written list right next to his computer. He just searches those. Oh, that one's still there. Nope, that one's gone. <laughs> and I'm the serial killer here. But we have said multiple times that to- together we are the worst person to exist. Yes, cumulatively, we do make a pretty fucked up Frankenstein. Yeah. Any anywho, well, Courtney, thank you for the context because now it's not as sad. Um, I guess if I really cared, I I could just only things. <laughs> And that's secondhand to me. I don't actually care about that sort of thing. That was a secondhand from a, a Curtis who told me that that is why it happened because. Oh, you don't you don't care about. John, you've shown <laughs> enough heart towards sex workers for all of us. I no. think. Yeah, yeah that's, that's fair. It's a thriving industry, and they deserve to be respected. I couldn't sex agree more. Sex workers real work. Yes, and that's not yes. a joke. Kids. That is something that <laughs> does me. reflect the views of the Disinformed Podcast. Anyone who's seen those videos, you can verify it. It's definitely now that something. we're on an episode about uh, satanic panic, sex work good, Satan bad. <laughs> <laughs> In 1976, when Pazder was treating Smith for depression, uh, Smith confided in Pazder <laughs> that she felt she had something important to tell him. And tell him she did. In a later session, Smith purportedly screamed for 25 deeper, minutes. Deeper, deeper, daddy. <laughs> daddy's not my daddy. For, for 25 <laughs> minutes. Nonstop. Oh, God. <laughs> You have opened this Pandora's box, my friend. You just need to be prepared for what's flying out of it. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. So she s- screamed for 25 minutes nonstop. <laughs> and eventually, th- th- this gets worse, started speaking in the voice of a small child. So the whole, you know, daddy, it's not my daddy. Um, <laughs> for the next 14 months, Pazder spent more than 600 hours of hi- using hypnosis to recover repressed memories of Smith being subject to satanic ritual abuse, the phrase which he, Pazder, had coined. 
According to her now, air quotes, resurfaced memories, uh, Smith remembered that she was abused when she was five years old in 1954 and 1955. It was originally her mom that started the abuse, but then it expanded to all or to others, all of whom Smith said were members of a satanic cult in Victoria. The book documents the many satanic rituals Smith was forced to attend and was abused by none other than the Church of Satan. Except it hadn't been founded yet. <laughs> Even though the Church of Satan was established some 10 years after the alleged abuse in 1966. Uh, Pazder did later withdraw his assertion that it was the Church of Satan after our friend LaVey threatened to sue him for libel. Blood libel? Ooh. No. If only. <laughs> Um, I will, this is where I will give the trigger warning here for alleged child abuse. I will not go into explicit detail, thankfully, but if the mere mention of alleged abuse of children is too much, it might be best to skip this episode. I mean, or you could just go watch the movie Session 9 and they'll probably fill you in on all of the left out details here. Mm. Uh, anyway, like I said above, I won't go into too much detail, but during the rituals, Smith was allegedly tortured, locked in cages, sexually assaulted, forced to participate in various rituals, written, witnessed, witnessed, witnessed several human sacrifices, and was rubbed with the body, with the blood and body parts of various sacrificed infants and adults. Okay. This culminated in a massive 81-day ritual that supposedly summoned Satan himself and involved the intervention of Jesus, the Virgin Mary, and Michael, the Archangel. I'm bullshit on that. <laughs> no, that was true. Oh, even better. Now, is the ritual, is the, the goal for the ritual, like the outcome, is that for Chad Kroger's birth? <laughs> <laughs> they actually looked at photographs to try and Look at this remember graph. these repressions. <laughs> Uh, I met, I I wrote some stupid line about making a reference to the Avengers with Jesus, Virgin Mary, and Michael. No, go ahead, say it. But say the say the joke, Michael. It was the team up part of the movie where the Avengers get back together to defeat the big bad. The good uh, then the good guys then remove the scars received by Smith throughout her year of abuse and block the memory of the event. Quote until the time was right when she you know screamed for twenty five minutes and. Like a small child. So Robert Down yes. Syndrome Jr. comes down and just protects. <laughs> <laughs> just like that in the back of Michael's mind also, he's singing, look at this kid I stab. Every time I do, she calls me dad. <laughs> <laughs> we have fun. We, we make jokes here. Mm -hmm. um, now, the book was pretty popular and um earned the couple of a uh, fair bit of dosh fair bit of cash i don't know why i wrote dosh it even got smith a spot i don't either okay all right i was being creative i don't know why i won't do that again Oof. it even <laughs> it even got smith a spot on the oprah winfrey show in 1989 uh where oprah did not question the veracity of the book at all and merely asked her to recount her experiences uh, later works by journalists, especially a Paul Gresko, uh, tried to ascertain such claims made in the book, uh, talking to Smith's father and her two sisters about Smith's mother, who died in 64, uh, revealed no truth to any claim. Smith's father went so far as to claim that he could refute all allegations in the book. Um, my favorite one that I wanted to cover involved the 81-day ritual. 
So the cemetery where uh, much of the rituals took place was surrounded on three sides by residential neighborhoods, for one. Uh, Second, none of Smith's hundreds of tormentors were ever found, considering that many of them cut off their middle fingers during the 81-day ritual. So pretty easy to find someone if they they can't flip you off. Um, Additionally, checking Smith's school records revealed that she had not missed school during that time with no remarkable absences and no signs of abuse. I mean, they were just doing it at night, obviously. Yeah, I guess. And, you know, if I guess if uh, Jesus and the Virgin Mary and Michael the Archangel were showing up every night and just curing her wounds, um, just hitting the heel button. Uh, several authors believe these false memories came from elements of popular culture at the time. One of our favorite movies, The Exorcist, for example. Um, Pazder's own... That's what it quoted. It said that that was like one of the things that was, was that, like was that right at the beginning. Of the, so the late seventies, right? Yes. So like the her not necessarily her abuse, but her remembering air quotes this abuse. Okay, was likely influenced by the pop culture that was came, coming out. She recounted the the things that came into the book uh, that he that Pazder written the book uh, took Ritt? over the course of. Um, he done he done written over the course of four years. Tell you what, the experience that were recorded down in the book happened uh, between 1976 and 1980 when the book was published. So, um, Pazder's own religious beliefs and his experiences in West Africa probably didn't help, given that the area Pazder was in was having its own moral panic about secret blood drinking cannibalistic cults. And that was part one of your list. Yes. Well, no. Not, well, I guess yes. Yeah, sure. Yes. Yes. So. Um, Shane, because of your line of work, mm-hmm. I am sure you know what sex work. I am sure you know what mandatory reporting laws are, right? Yes, in duty. Mm-hmm. And I only know that because I have to know about those as a teaching assistant. What are those? Yes. So it's oh, you can explain it, Shane. Uh, if anyone imparts to you that they have had someone force themselves upon them or if they have experienced anything that would be untoward in a professional capacity, if they notify you of these things, you are mandated that you have to report it along okay. to other individuals to be investigated. You can't just keep that in confidence. Got it. Yeah. Well, this is when they started. During the early 1980s, there was a massive increase in child protection investigations in America because of these newfangled mandatory reporting laws. Uh, With the increase of child protection laws came the increase of public awareness of such issues, of course. Additionally, investigations into incest allegations in California also changed, where the case would be managed by social workers instead of the police. It sounds pretty good, right? Pretty pretty awesome, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I regret saying this uh, right in the sentence, but I'm saying it going to stop. Not going to stop getting people who are better trained to handle such delicate cases as kids getting bumped by real life. Uncle touchy rather than cops who are better at dealing with murders and the like. You know what? You actually sounds, wrote that yeah, down. I wrote that down. I'm actually impressed. That was a, I, I liked that, that, that. Yeah. Yeah. It does Good. require a bit more of a deft touch. Yes. Um, except that wasn't the case at all. Uh, see, police were trained to avoid question, uh, leading questions and coercive, coercive interviewing techniques. Whether or not you know mm. officers actually do these things, it doesn't matter. They were still trained in the art of avoiding these leading questions, right? Like, they were trained how to interrogate people, how to... Yes. These social workers were not. 
and it showed, leading to an increase in confessions by fathers in exchange for plea bargains. Because you ask these kids leading questions, you start having them come up with stories, and then, what do you know, these kids are accusing fathers and other members and stuff of things that never happened. So you mean, like, where did he touch you on the doll? Actually, yes. Um, that The next thing I will talk about in a, in a couple of moments, uh, actually, that is where it started from. Um, furthermore, armed with such books as Michelle Remembers and such people as Lawrence Pazder, who would go on to advise cases in this matter, um, he would be like an expert uh, witness testimony thing. Um, some social workers pushed the boundaries, so to speak, and some... Child, children protection cases began making allegations of horrific physical and sexual abuse by caregivers within organized rituals, uh, claiming sexual abuse and satanic rituals and the use of satanic symbols. Uh, childhood memories of similar abuse began to appear in the psychotherapy sessions of adults. So I am going to now end this whole conversation with the longest and most expensive case in American history. Mm. The McMartin Preschool Trial. Now, McMartin Preschool was a family-run preschool located in Manhattan Beach uh, near Los Angeles, uh, operated by the McMartin family. In 1983, Judy Johnson, member or mother of one of the preschool's young students, which Wikipedia did not name for some reason, uh, reported to the police that her son who was a preschooler, mind you, had been sodomized by her estranged husband, who was McMartin teacher Ray Buckley, or Bucky. I kept writing Buckley when I typed this up. It's Bucky. Uh, so if I say Buckley, it, no, I'm just being myself and mispronouncing oh, words. Oh, you'd assume that no matter um, if you just said that or not. Exactly. Ray Bucky, grandson of school founder Virginia McMartin and son of administrator Peggy McMartin Bucky. What drove Judy to think her little boy was being molested? Well, he had painful bowel movements. It was hard for him to poop. Sodomy would be my first guess, too, especially for a small child. You can't poop. Someone must be wrecking that. (sighs) (laughs) I didn't write that last part. I just wanted to throw that part in there. (laughs) damn. Wait, you didn't write that? Uh, No, I wrote uh, not wrecked them, but... uh, Wrecked them? Damn near (laughs) killed them. Um... But yes, that he had painful bowel movements. I mean, same, but... <sighs> uh, good thing your mom didn't immediately assume that you were getting sodomized. But he was, though. He's yeah, Catholic. she didn't have to assume. She knew. Allegedly. He's allegedly Catholic. Um, Falsely accused. After the... <laughs> After the initial accusations, Judy made several additional ones. She said that people at the daycare had sexual encounters with animals and, quote, John will like this quote, Peggy drilled a child under the arms. Why would I like that? Because you kept making references to drill sounding. <laughs> I don't know. How long is it going to take I wrote to that and I thought you would be funny. screwed up with you. Oh, um, I'm calling bullshit on the, uh, the bestiality there, though. True. Oh, for pity's sakes. Um, and also that Ray Buckley uh, flew in the air. Well, um, everyone does when you board a plane. Ray fair Buckley, point. the primary target, was... The, I'm sorry? No, I was saying Shane had a fair <laughs> point. Oh. Yes, yes, yeah. You do fly in the air. Ray Buckley was questioned, but not prosecuted due to lack of evidence. Ooh. Right? Cut and dry case, right? Until... 
Until the police sent out a form letter to about 200 parents of students at the McMartin School. Um, do you want me to read to you what they had sent? Oh, I'm intrigued. Oh, please do. September 8th, uh, 1983. Dear parent, this department is conducting a criminal investigation involving child molestation. Ray Bucky, an employee of Virginia McMartin's preschool, which they wrote capital P and then a hyphen between pre and school. Weird. Furthermore, completely eliminating due process in one fell swoop. Yep. What? Oh, it gets worse. Was arrested September 7th, 1983 by this department. The following procedure is obviously an unpleasant one, but to protect the rights of your children as well as the rights of the accused... Already threw that out the window. This inquiry is necessary for a complete investigation. Records indicate that your child has been or is currently a student at the preschool. We are asking your assistance in this continuing investigation. Please question your child to see if he or she has been a witness to any crime or if he or she has been a victim. Our investigation indicates that possible criminal acts include oral sex, fondling of genitals, buttock or chest area, Sodomy, possibly committed under the, the pretense of taking the child's temperature. <laughs> Not bullshit. That's what it said. <laughs> Shane that's is what simulta- I tell Jonah, too. <laughs> Let me take... Shane is simultaneously oh, no, no. upset because this is one of your triggers, if I remember correctly, Shane. Um, and then simultaneously, like, you're triggered, but then you're also just... That's stranger than fiction. No, something just occurred to me because um, I I was in the doctor's office, uh, you know, prior to the world going to hell. And the doctor said he was going to check my prostate and I could feel him doing it. I just didn't know how both of his hands were on my shoulders the whole time. (laughs) And now it makes so much more sense. Then he pulled down your pants and he looked at your (laughs) penis and he gave it a little... And uh, <laughs> and said it was in that's tip- a usual checkup, <laughs> John. Tip top shape. Of course, then he also bit me on the neck for like ten minutes. So well, I mean, just don't see Doctor Acula if you ever have the opportunity. Just, just avoid that. He was just uh, you know how they do the the reflex tests. He was just making sure that the nerves were working. Oh yeah, yeah. I got the acid reflex at that. It was bad. It's not good. <laughs> Also, photos may have been taken of your children without their clothing. Uh, any information from your child... Hey, real quick. Regarding... Hold on. We have to give that disclaimer again. We've had to give it a couple times. We're not making fun of this. It's just... It's the only way to get through it. Like, I mean, I make fun of the absurdity of such... This this whole thing is just... I think it's... It, it's it's priming, like, to, the, think, to the P. I think what I'm trying to, to say like, is that we are not making fun of child molestation. Oh, yes. no, no. Yeah, you're right. You're right. We're making a lot we are, of we bad, are. bad jokes at inappropriate times. It could be misconstrued that it's because we think that's funny, and, and that's no, not the case. No, we are attempting to avert our discomfort with, you know, laughter and comedy, and that's the only way out is through for us in this But instance. Courtney seems to be enjoying herself just fine, thinking about what she's going to do to Jonah after this session's done. That's right just getting ideas making a list checking it time twice. to take your temperature yeah. <laughs> merry christmas buddy on. oh boy you'd be surprised uh, any- where the cold goes <laughs> i don't want to know and got how diamond <laughs> Woo. gotta make a diamond um <laughs> got that bling ring baby yeah and i mean your butt <laughs> uh any information from your child regarding having ever, 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 ever like, observed oh Ray 
Any information from your child regarding having ever observed Ray Bucky leave a classroom alone with a child during any nap period, or if they have ever observed Ray Bucky tie up a child, is important. Uh, Wait. (sighs) Uh, What? Okay. Yes, I feel like the person that wrote this memo was projecting in some way. (laughs) Um, The letter continues by saying to complete the form enclosed with the letter and to keep this whole thing under wraps. It actually said to keep this like not necessarily verbatim but but not bucky style raps either use your use your discretion please do not spread this around which i don't think a single parent didn't do so it's like asking now we're into you're putting it into the ether you have another question Uh uh-huh was this like written by an ex-girlfriend of his who was like he would never do these things with me and then he was like clearly he was doing them to these children well, I, I, I mean, the original accuser is his was, ex-wife. Yeah, yeah. So that, there you go. So the book was actually entitled Fifty Shades of First Grade. Apparently, oh. Ooh, god damn. <laughs> um, so several hundred children were then interviewed by the Children's Institute International, which was an LA-based. Uh, abuse therapy clinic the interviewing techniques as we previously mentioned uh, were highly suggestive and even invited children to pretend or to speculate about supposed events were these oral examinations oral exams um by the spring of 1984 it was claimed that over 360 children had been abused the number did drop substantially over time to only 41 children who testified in the pre-trial hearings and down to less than a dozen during the actual trials. The initial and, numbers make you think that he's the Wilt Chamberlain of, you know, kindergarten <laughs> teachers. <laughs> I don't understand the reference, but um, I think I get the point. Also, to pour salt on the wound, uh, the initial accuser, Judy, was diagnosed with and hospitalized for acute paranoid schizophrenia. And in 1986, was found dead in her home from complications of chronic alcoholism before the preliminary hearing even concluded. So the person that started this whole mess was diagnosed with and hospitalized for schizophrenia. So, Well, when you drink alcohol, <laughs> your brain will deteriorate. Sorry, I couldn't help it. Once you <laughs> talked about the drinking, and just... now we can use that intro again. Man, oh, I don't know no. why people listen to this. We're horrible human beings, and I appreciate that. It's just the oh, okay. I'm still Take of the that opinion Sorry, that like uh... I'm still of the opinion that people just like download it and they forget about it. Like they have it to where it automatically downloads. Uh, I'm uh, pretty certain Sam. there's like. It, Yes. yes, and there's also two other uh, Phoenix musicians. I'm fairly certain just hate listen to this. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know you want to hear about the bizarre allegations instead of hearing about the actual case, as evidenced by previous episodes where I tried talking about a case. Uh, so let me sum up the case, uh, the trial, real quick. So they went uh, to the boat. And they tried to find the yeoman, and he had a special package he was going to help them take down to the lower ship, but only on the aft side. And then uh, they met another guy who was a tromboner, and he wanted to play their instruments, and he met them on the top side, and then they went to find the captain. The captain's name was Jeb. Jeb <laughs> had begun working on this cruise ship in 1842. 
Jeb's mother told him that he liked cream corn because he didn't. I don't know why. And Jeb's mother's name was Gretchen. (laughs) Jeb's mother, Gretchen, was not a tromboner. I don't know. And that's part one of... (laughs) Yeah, tune in next week for part two where I talk about his father, because I didn't even mention that. His father had a very important lineage that goes all the way back to the uh, 1066 when Edward the Conqueror... Conquered uh, the Wang Chung dynasty. Yes, I yes, recall. Yes, yes. This is the hard peepee sabotage uh, episode two. It goes all the way to the top, boys. <laughs> to the tip. Mm, to the tip of the top. Uh, so no one was found guilty of any of the 321 counts of abuse involving 48 children. <gasps> However, this verdict was ruled in 1990, a good seven years after the initial allegations. Wait, hold on. Say that again. 1990 jesus a good seven years after the initial allegations they had a lot of briefs to peruse five of those years ray spent in jail without even being convicted of a crime oh american due process at work yes it also cost 15 million dollars the whole court case cost that much and it led to the school being closed down and dismantled wow Yay, justice system! (laughs) So, now I'll just quickly get into the bizarre allegations and that'll be it. So, first it was alleged that, in addition to having been sexually abused, the children saw witches fly, traveled in a hot air balloon, and were taken through tunnels. None of those were bullshit. I figured Shane was gonna... He looked like you were gonna call it out. No, I was just thinking of the Wizard of Oz. (laughs) Off to see the wizard. Well, um, there's witches flying. They got a balloon. This all starts to make sense. Yeah. I wonder if they actually showed that movie in like the preschool, like just once or something like that. And it was like, I mean, I can't imagine this. I wouldn't show it to a preschooler. I mean, this is the but... 80s we're talking about. I'm sure it was very popular regardless. True. Um, additionally, when one child was shown a series of photographs by the McMartin's lawyer, they identified actor Chuck Norris as one of the abusers. Bullshit. <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> but then he roundhouse kicked them, and so they forgot about it. So mm-hmm. um, Now those secret subterranean tunnels that I mentioned were a major part of these allegations. So much sh- So much show. So much so that several excavations actually took place at that school. Uh, And while evidence was found of old buildings on the site and other debris from before the school was built, no evidence of secret chambers or tunnels were found. Um, I think the most recent excavation happened in, I think, 2005. And they actually tried digging underneath concrete slabs that were left over a foundation from the actual uh, school building. And they found, because they did... Uh, echolocation to see if there was any tunnels or any like like open air pockets underneath the concrete and they found a little place where they believe the connection to the piping system to the sewer system um they thought that was a tunnel but it was just a connection to the sewer they, system. why are they investigating this in 2005 when in 1990 the case was decided you never know with those Satanists. And furthermore, they're going to be very, very confused and validated when they find the little colony that's living below the bowling alley. The mole people. <sighs> so. I, I caught you. I'm with you. He, he got the reference. 
There were also claims of orgies at car washes and airports. And also Michael's mom's house. <laughs> Which is what I like to do. With, I mean, when I'm at a car wash, that's the first thing I think of. Is hey, like, the orgy makes orgy. sense in a car wash because that's easy cleanup. You don't have to touch exactly. anything. Surfaces are primed. If you need extra lubricant, you grab a squeegee. Like, I, this makes perfect sense to me. I don't know why it wouldn't to you. Especially in those automatic car washes. I'm sorry. <laughs> did you say a squeegee for extra lubricant? Yeah, just, yeah that's how that's how human bodies work, right? That's <laughs> boobs are just bags of sand, Ooh-wee. right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of like you know the ones that they keep next to the uh, you know gas pumps, etc. That has the little thing on the the front, the little. No, that's okay. That's I know enough and... about you already. I feel we're, like we're good. We can. I feel we can like you on. explaining it makes it even more <laughs> pervasively gross. <laughs> like, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's vertical. You could just <laughs> if cram it in the hole. Shane's just... like, then we go over to the vacuums, and let me tell you, it's a good time. There is a Listen. reason that they had to stop putting those little, you know, like whirling propellers up inside of those <laughs> vacuum tubes. If there's something that you need to understand about Shane, it's that he respects women so much that he would like to lubricate them with recycled, dirty car water. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> So if that's Shane ever John, asks I have to John pump your gas <laughs> <sighs> and wipe the windshield. And I'm Michael. Yes. Spit shine. And what's unfortunate end. is as I get through pumping your gas, I will pull the spat out and just spray all over the back of your car. So. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he had me close my eyes and uh, suck it out of a tube. I don't know what, very don't know what it was, but... Didn't like it. You gotta get the you gotta get the gas pump started by sucking know. on it. I don't a know bit. what it was. I can't poop now though. <laughs> I My, got some bowel it movements. Hurts. Aren't there signs? Don't don't siphon gas with your mouth? John? Well, there I don't, are now. I, he siphons it with his butt hole. <laughs> no, with my heart. <laughs> Uh, there are also claims of children being flushed down toilets to secret rooms where they would be abused, then cleaned up and presented back to their parents. So is that where J.K. Called... Rowling got her inspiration for getting to the Ministry of Magic? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How the fuck can you flush a child down the toilet? They'd have no, no bones. Well, you see, in quantum science and quantum physics, everything <laughs> is possible. Quantum toilet mechanics. <laughs> yes, if we liquefy the children first, we can then flush them. Have you ever seen Star and, uh, Trek? It's nothing like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was pretty much all I wanted to say. There was some other things. Honestly, I thought that I was going to go over time with this thing. So it was kind of crazy that we went through it so quickly. Um, there was one other topic that I will probably cover in the future if people are interested. Um and it's talking about Dungeons and Dragons and the panic that happened then, um, because they are very intertwined. And I think that it was a jumping, the satanic panic was a jumping off point for Dungeons and Dragons. Then? The what? Then? Then? Now. You said the, yeah, no, the, no. the panic that happened when Dungeons and Dragons, do do we? Yeah, when it, when it originally came out in the When like, there were late... dragons. Yes. And dungeons, dragons. All right. not under that school. I can see why you own that Aragon video game. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah, I forgot he actually did. Yeah. So yeah. I, I mean, I, I like the game. the The movie and the plot were terrible, but it was actually played like a fun game I mean, if you ignored the plot. I love that. I think Jeremy I said that Irons. too. Oh. I think you'd make a great Doctor Who. Oh, he would. <laughs> so 
one. Uh, oh, we should probably get through uh, through your lies first. Yes. So, um, any stabs? Me. Except for the children? <sighs> Boof. The uh, description of the blood libel was complete bullshit. Dang it. <laughs> okay. That was a shame. It was, was incoherent enough that I, I just... <laughs> Yeah, I stopped listening. I'm sorry. That's fair. And I was waiting uh, for a list, so I just I I I'm ch- I know what you guys look for, and I try not to do that. Um, it was nowhere near as complicated as that. Uh, instead, blood libel is a fabrication that falsely accuses a Jewish person of murdering chi- Christian children or other non-Jewish people in order to use their blood as part of a reli- religious ritual. Um. As anyone that has done even a cursory glance in the Old Testament, this is blatantly forbidden. Uh, animal sacrifice was part of the uh, practice of ancient Judaism, yes, but one of the Ten Commandments forbid murder, for fuck's sake. <laughs> so, right. definitely a fabrication. I mean, like, for under the guise of a religious ritual, right? Like, if it is banned in one way, it shouldn't be allowed literally for the same practice, but... That was one lie. The second lie was a lot more subtle. Um, I said that her Judy Johnson, uh, famed uh, schizophrenic, uh, had claimed that her son was sodomized by her estranged husband, who was Ray Buckley. That was false. He was sodomized by her estranged husband and Ray Buckley. Ooh. They were not. They were not the same one and the same. Okay. No. She thought it was two separate individuals who sodomized her kid. Well, he would definitely have difficulties pooping then. Mm-hmm. I had to, I had to put that lie in there wow. because I'm like, it gave him so, it gave her so much more justification just to really stick it to the estranged husband. But he was not brought up anywhere after that initial accusation. Okay, it just turned into the school <clears throat> instead. Okay. Yes. Well, so that was harrowing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of people whose lives were ruined uh, just because somebody thought that their kid had problems pooping. Have, well, yep. I just a lot of a lot of panic where the dicks go. <laughs> <laughs> that was very good, Shane. I will not let that one by me. Um, you guys, well, Shane, I think is either read or seen uh, Sharp Objects, right? By the same author who wrote Gone Girl. I'm trying. I'm trying. It's Gillian Flynn, uh, but she wrote. I I just don't think I have seen or read the book. I would recommend. I'd recommend that book. But what I what this whole episode's reminded me of is, I think, is her first novel called Dark Places. Um, And if I think Michael, if you're looking for a book to read, you should probably check that out because it, it follows the Satanic Panic. Like it's a story set around things that happened during the Satanic Panic, and similar themes of like how it kind of just goes to wreck lives or went on to wreck lives. And uh, for those who want to not delve that greedily into the dour, but entertain yourself and, and scare yourself a little, uh, Session 9 is fantastic, and they do talk a lot about uh, the satanic ritual abuse. You recommended well. Session 9 to me more times than I can count, and I still, I still haven't checked it out yet. But it used to be a date movie for me. That's right. <laughs> It's how you ruled out uh, whether you know someone was going to be queasy hanging out with you if uh, they can't get through the the horror fest. Now I have a little bit of follow up 
on a topic near and dear to our hearts, but I'm not going to tell okay, you what the uh, topic is. I just want to read this email that I received today. Before you delve into that, though, I have one thing that I do want to point out, okay. which is somewhat fairly appropriate. And all kidding aside from, you know, we, we do like to joke at Michael pretty routinely, but given the sheer number of volleys that we have had at individuals who are physically abusing children, I think Michael's getting a little stressed out with his living situation, and it's manifesting through our show. <laughs> Is this a Jack Torrance and kind I, of thing? I think this might be the time for us to to finally just uh, you know have a have a chat with Michael. Are you okay? All work and no play make Michael a dull boy. I saw Michael try to do math at my bar the other night, so I don't think he's doing okay. Okay. <laughs> Was I? Oh, I must have blacked out then. I hope Uh-oh. so. You're getting no. behind the wheel of a car. <laughs> Ooh-wee. Isn't that the only way you're supposed to drive is when you have no idea what you're doing? Yeah, I mean, I I don't have any idea of what I'm doing when I'm Courtney, sober. that's how so. women do it all the time, right? Yeah, absolutely. We actually <laughs> oh, close our no. eyes for fun. <laughs> oh, well, that's how you get through your romantic entanglements as well, so I can sympathize. <laughs> it's time exactly. to check your temperature. Um, Courtney, I did have to ask, how are you familiar with M- Michelle Remembers? Because you did say you are familiar with that book. I've listened to multiple podcasts detailing the events of the Satanic Panic. Um, so I've heard about the memoir. Um, so I was really hoping you were going to lie about that because that's the part that I actually knew about. Also, but yeah. I, find, I listen to more podcasts than anybody that I've ever met. It's unhealthy. I find it that's really fair. interesting that you can handle gruesome true crime but yet like horror movies especially like supernatural stalkers and killers and and things like that like hearing it doesn't bother you but the visual that's that's what really seals it in yeah no comment (laughs) (laughs) well guys did you know that santa's not the only one who's watching (laughs) see if any of this sounds familiar every year we are told the creepy tale of an old bearded man who watches us all the time seeing if we're good or bad he watches us while we're sleeping and while we're awake Mm -hmm. the story of santa was not always told this way in fact the first mentions of santa watching children appeared in the early 2000s the first mentions of this were made at the white house christmas ceremony when first lady laura bush got on stage and spoke about santa mentioning that he's watching americans all the time for a moment, consider that this could be a metaphor. For a moment, consider that Laura Bush, a government insider, was trying to send us a message. <laughs> Santa equals Uncle Sam. Santa is representative of Uncle Sam. Just as Santa is supposedly watching, so is the government. And how are they doing it? Through oh, 12 I know. billion I know. artificially intelligent bird drones hidden in plain sight. We understand you, Laura. We know what you were trying to tell us. <laughs> that was not the Christmas story I expected, but that was the Christmas story I needed. Yeah, got a little little update from Birds Aren't Real. Thanks, Becky, for yeah. emailing me that, or forwarding me that email. Yeah. Uh, thinking of the things that make you feel creeped out in the shower... <laughs> Uh, Santa Claus, a purportedly magical Jew, and then a song popularized by Michael Jackson in the 80s. (laughs) I I was, uh, I had gotten home from work last night and I've been speaking of podcasts. I'm finally like kind of branching out because I'm 
completing my, let's call it my homework assignment with Dark Tower and the Dark Tower Kingslingers podcast. So mm-hmm. now I have downtime and I'm starting to get back into the last pod. And they're doing an episode on Adolfo Costanzo. And they're talking a lot about Santeria and black magic and uh, just some really like hair, like just hair raising stuff. Like if you're a little superstitious or even just, you know, a tad. Um, so or I'm stitious. Yeah, just stitious. Um, so I got home from work. I'm like washing up, get, taking my contacts out, putting my glasses on. And I'm so spooked from some of the things they were talking about that I swear I was like seeing shit like run past the underneath the door like. You guys ever gotten like true crimed out where you think that you're going to open the door and just be serial murdered at any point? No. Yeah, me either. No. <laughs> uh. you, you ever see a, a roof rat run under your entertainment center and run around all night like a crazy person? <laughs> I sure do. I sure do. <laughs> and the, this is a whole like entirely different dismount than I was expecting because once you said that you had downtime, I thought you were referring to the fact you can't drive yourself to work anymore. <laughs> Thanks, Wayne. What? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what happened? You uh, got to take the bus, man. <laughs> Who the bus? Oh, man? No. <laughs> what happened to your car? Oh, he's not allowed to operate it anymore, Michael. <laughs> they told me I'm not allowed. Oh. Yeah, just like an old person. Uh, you can Shame. lead a horse to water, but you can't let it come up for air. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how the expression goes. Also, yes, uh, and then this is my last like weird thing. I'm just catching up with you guys at this point. Um, mm-hmm. I've been watching a show called How To with John Wilson, which is on HBO. And it's uh, the executive producer. It's like a Nathan Fielder kind of uh, very weird weird humor so um, sick of you and this nathan fielder <laughs> kick. i'm on a huge nathan fielder kick right now uh nathan for you is only on hulu for the next 10 days so i'm trying to rewatch all of it as well but uh john wilson had an episode and it was uh how to improve your memory and i don't know how to get to it halfway through the episode Obviously they introduced the mandela effect Ooh. and he goes to a convention in ketchum idaho uh for people that believe in the mandela effect and want to spread awareness and i was just having such heavy flashbacks to to that topic and also becky walked walked out um walked out the office like near the end of it and she had no idea really what the mandela effect was and it's very very frustrating to try and describe that to somebody that hasn't gotten the setup or like the prep work out of the way mm-hmm. um but i thought you guys i was thinking about you guys the entire time i thought you would have appreciated it Yet again, another opportunity to plug our podcast. And uh... well, he would be talking uh, to a brick wall. I don't think she would ever actually attempt. to Oh no, no, to no! The she she shows interest by <laughs> asking how the the evening went, but she'll never listen. No. Yeah. She well, shows interest by her. not leaving John. So one would argue that she spends most of her emotional energy not leaving me. <laughs> yes, I leave her and nothing speaking left. Speaking of. Uh, emotional energy after you uh mentioned ketchup all i want to do is listen to boy genius now so thank you for that you're very welcome well anyway uh... well so i have officially uh tangled with lord ishin and uh i'm i'm a little vexed but uh genichiro does not bother me at all now i just i gotta deal with those three phases to to finish the game up and uh, i beat demon souls mm. That, Congrats. That is where I gave up the demon um bell, Shane. 
Because <laughs> I had the demon bell with the added difficulty. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get past Ishin. I, I, I even defeated Owl Father, the, the harder version of Owl and all that other stuff. And I was really excited. And I'm like, yeah, let's go to it. And then after like 10, 15 deaths, I'm like, I just want to beat this game. I'm done with this. Uh, <laughs> and so I did after two attempts. The the difficulty spike, like when you have the, the demon bell on, is ridiculous. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm never going to yes. do that. I'll and break my I controller. Tr- yeah. And then I tried doing the, what was it, the newest update where it was like the reflection of strength or some stupid mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Gauntlet where you fight all the bosses. I tried it once. Is it all in one? I beat the game. I'm done. Uh, yes. All the major bosses. And um, you don't get a checkpoint. Uh, like you have to start from boss one and you have to make it yep, all the way through and there's no buffs bam, to yeah. help you get through. No buffs. Uh, all your the only thing that changes, I think, is that your refreshable items, so like your pellets and stuff, get refreshed you, after each encounter. Shit. But your do you, drinks do, do not. That? Is that the sound of no one giving? No, a fuck? that's the sound of Asher coming so so hard at a masochistic uh, a masochistic task. <laughs> I was gonna ask if you knew if whether or not he actually tried. Oh, that I'm sure not. he has twice. I, yeah, okay. I'm sure that he has. He only needed two times. Yeah, I'm sure he has like a, an essay prepped to send me for when I ask. Bless that man. He asked <laughs> Wait, me, how did he type three thousand words? He asked me in two seconds uh, over text this week. It's like, hey, I haven't seen you in a year. Um, is uh, did, are you a ponytail guy now? <laughs> Mind you, also we've done damn jams at one. Like he's at least seen a video chat of me once, once a month for at least you know, four months. You think he's actually looking at something when we're on there? I have a feeling he's just sitting in the corner of a different he's room just and crying. At the fucking corner, yeah. Oh, he probably he doesn't still, know how to use. He, he still a drawn the picture facing or... camera, so he's probably, or he's probably like thinking that he has to like have his camera pointed. Like, uh, I can see it. At the picture? Yes. But I responded. I, thank you for watching as well, Michael, since you, you obviously know that, yes, yeah. he's still uh, putting the picture up. I responded. I was like, I was like, nope. I was like, I want baby face once. And then I you know, learned the error of my ways. And now I got the beard back and, and all's well. And yeah, man bun. Yeah. And I was like, and how about you, though? I was like, is your hair down to your ass or what? And, uh, and he's like, nope, same, same length. He goes, I just, uh, in so many words, he finished it by saying, I look like the kind of guy that talks to raccoons. <laughs> well and it made me think okay. of mr deeds uh steve buscemi playing crazy eyes so if you've ever if you've ever seen that uh man your polls sometimes <laughs> my friend i don't have a good brain that's been documented it's like me if i were just to randomly insert into a conversation like that reminds me of this really cool scene and Ernest goes to africa that, I'm friends um, with you. you've done that <laughs> Yes, just not documented for people who are listening to this for entertainment value. But there's one Mr. Deeds fan out there. It's like, fuck yeah, that's my favorite movie. And then they go kiss their poster that they got when they worked at the movie theater when it came out. That's the only reason yes. you'd have a fucking poster is if you got it for free when you worked the premiere. And the... I feel like you know a person. It's John. It's me. No. Uh, well, I didn't want well, to say Shane... that outright, but yeah. Yes. And maybe I don't know. If you probably got both. You probably have context as to i when i worked at amc like legitimately they'd be like hey once we're done with the posters or like the cutouts you know like the the, the put-ups like yeah mm-hmm. do they throw them away in the trash or you like have to call dibs and take them so my first apartment i ever had it was 
atrocious because I didn't frame anything. I would just like staple the posters oh, no. to the fucking wall because I was so <laughs> proud to have a space. And then same, also same. so proud that like I got free shit. Like people like, oh, that's an Inception poster. I'd be like, yeah, I'm an intellectual. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> I just picture you saying that. Like you got tenting over there, yeah, got, throbbing erection. Got from... So much pussy by that getting that Inception poster. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. No, my first apartment um, based on like the tower records infusion of yeah anything that got pulls as well yeah my apartment was basically a teenage boy's bedroom just thrown up into a giant space it's bad news bears uh speaking of not throwing up again courtney those cookies were fucking amazing so thank you for the uh the drop um, yes thank you um it's a Terrible weird compl- choice of phrase <laughs> <laughs> i mean you didn't see the chocolate ones so i made them look special just for john like poop so he finally got someone to brick on him. This they, is yeah, good times for all. That. The weirdest compliment that I have Ooh, is that, like, uh, I don't know the names of different cookies or whatever, but there are some cookies in there that looked like they were going to be, like, crack your teeth tough. Uh-huh. And they were, like, the best, softest, chewiest cookies. And uh, I don't know. You're a good baker. So thank you again. Oh, it was thanks. a great gift. So John's food review blog will be up next <laughs> month. For those who want to. This wanna... looks like a stone, but it What's actually is very soft. <laughs> <laughs> What's the deal with flour? On episode these days? one, hey, we're going to talk about gluten and then oh. by flour and wheat byproducts. Wow. John that's, some, is... that's some pretty intense stuff. Well, for the first will episode. Glenn and Gliadin get their own episodes, or will you combine those into one? I'm glad you asked, Courtney. That's pretty insensitive. We're not supposed to say that out loud anymore. John's bread <laughs> is all runny. <laughs> Uh, and also, only uh, the wine that the man drinks is only coming out of you know sewage treatment plants oh. from this point forward. That's a guarantee. I mean, all wine is shitty. How eco friendly of you, buddy? That Alabama upcycling. <laughs> oh, like like what I did with Powerade yesterday. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that before we get out of here? Or <laughs> now I'm I, I'm interested. Am I like water you, got world. My you really should be on Instagram. It's where all the good things happen. He is technically on Instagram. He's just too stupid yes. to know how to use it. Oh, like my mom. Okay, <laughs> I so... finally did. I I reshared like the the post that tagged me. Yeah, I'm in so from glad this, that your uh, three the, followers yeah. get to see that. <laughs> But there's a there's an Instagram account called um, like guys that can cook or boys who can cook, and they sounds they had posted a picture of um, basically pasta cooked in blue Powerade, and so I posted on my Instagram story and I said, hey, should I make this for Jonah's dinner? And then um, everybody hates Jonah, so yes, resounding yes, it was awesome, hundred percent yes. We had two people that voted no, so those are his real friends, and they don't count. <laughs> they're not real and so i had posted that before i had done my grocery shopping for the evening so i was like i'm just gonna buy a bottle of powerade i have pasta at home it's just gonna be a joke and then i got multiple messages of people that like did not believe that i could do that and how horrendous that would be that made you mad and i committed to the bit because i'm not a quitter so i go. did in fact boil pasta in powerade and straight up served that to my husband for dinner and what did he say um the exact quote say the fact that you have to open your phone i think it's a good quote it's worth you know diving right into what exactly he said um he said two out of five stars 
Um, it's not the worst thing I've ever eaten. Like, put some whipped cream on it. Something to jazz it up. Cream? What is the worst thing you think that your husband's ever eaten? Asked? (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't even going there. Um, (laughs) He was genuinely interested in the story. We were, it's funny because we were talking about this yesterday and we came to the conclusion that one of the worst meals that we've ever eaten, we can't talk about because it's insensitive. Tanuki scrotum. (laughs) Why is it insensitive? Very chewy. Because there is a cultural culture in the food industry where if a certain person opens a certain kind of restaurant and you speak poorly about that certain kind of restaurant, you're a racist and it has nothing to do with the food not being good or the service not being good. And so for that reason, we had a really bad meal, probably number one worst meal I've ever had, but we can't talk about it. <laughs> so your worst meal got gatekeeped. Yes. Gate-kept? And I've eaten bugs, so that says a lot. I've mm. eaten Shane's scrum. Ooh. Mm. Still not the Covered worst meal. Covered in crickets. Ugh. How many stars yeah. would you give that out of five? Six. Oh, wow! Good for you. Something that you guys don't uh, don't acknowledge here is that Shane is a very well kempt man. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe it. And he he gave me a star for every inch. Yeah, I had to go back. I had to go back two times, but yeah. Oh. (laughs) He has expressed before that he does keep himself well trimmed. Yeah, because he complained about manscaped one time yeah i'm telling you you can you can cut yourself with those things they claim you can't (laughs) but when you're rocking like a tanuki down there i mean i have to enlist other individuals to help hold it well that's why so that i can get that thing on there and it's it's not that's why we discontinued our sponsorship with them i couldn't agree more yeah but i will say they're uh the ball deodorant's fantastic nut odorant yeah it's great yes yes you can smell me coming from miles (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but in a good way. It's not because of what I eat either. I guarantee it. <laughs> and now, uh, I don't have an end for that bit, so I'll just take a small bow. And I'm Michael. Um, and I think that should appropriately wrap this up like a package or a uh, you know tanuki case, as it were. For this satanically infused and power-aided edition of the Disinformed Podcast. Thank you all for being here. Just on the off chance we haven't completely driven you off yet, in case you weren't aware, we also do some nonsense on the tubes of you every single week, starting with Wonderful Wednesdays, where we dive into a fan fiction read of the Hogwarts School of Prayer and Miracles currently. Just absolutely marvelous. And then on Fridays, we have sort of a postscript to this show, The Decompression Period, otherwise known as The Disinformed Podcast. You can find both of those Wednesday and Friday at 10 a.m., Mountain time for all of you who want to have a little more entertainment in your lives. And of course, every marvelous Monday, you can find us here, wherever your preferred podcasts flee from. And so, for my fabulous friends here at the Disinformed Podcast, who also would like me to impart, you can avoid us on Instagram by never ever checking at Disinformed Podcast, or maybe perhaps. If you're on Facebook, like your uh, uncle, and uh, you want to just, you know, steer clear of us, that's facebook.com slash disinformedpodcast, and sent us a creative tweet over on the Twitters, at disinformedpod. So, for my friends here, I 
I'm Shane. I'm John. I'm Michael. And I'm Courtney. So long and good night. Oh, okay, fine. Well, fuck me then. Huh? <laughs> <laughs>